0: The MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. It's been another exhilarating year for Binance Coin, which is up more than 1,000% over 12 months. It's now the fourth largest cryptocurrency after Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Tether, and this week had a market cap of $77 billion. Binance Coin, or BNB as it's known, outperformed both Bitcoin and Ethereum by a country mile over the last year. What's driving the Binance Coin price? Well, it was originally developed as a payments currency for the Binance exchange, but the real price driver over the last year has been the explosive growth in the Binance Smart Chain. We'll get into that in a minute. Binance is the world's largest crypto exchange, and Binance Smart Chain is eating market share from decentralized finance networks such as Ethereum. And joining us to discuss some recent developments in the Binance universe is Brenton Niker, who has been with us before on our crypto podcast, and he heads up Binance in Africa. Welcome, Brenton. Good to have you back on again.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Karen. And uh, I think uh, although we speak quite often, the the market moves even faster. So as you've mentioned, uh, a lot of exciting things to talk about today.
0: Yeah, it was a spectacular year for BNB. The price peaked at about $675 in April last year, and it's now down about 30% from those levels, which is not as much as some of the other cryptocurrencies have dropped. Um, What do you think is behind this and what has been driving the price?
1: What brilliant question, brilliant question, Karen. So look, as you mentioned, initially BNB um, started out as being a utility token that you could essentially use on Binance to pay your, your trading fees. And since then, um, you know, the, the use cases of BNB have just absolutely exploded. So just like you mentioned, you know, it became the the native token. Um, that's sort of the gas of the Binance Smart Chain, which is um, a blockchain network that is EVM compatible. We've chatted about that before. But interestingly, I think it's been the, the explosion of the BSC ecosystem, obviously with BNB being needed to pay all of your gas fees, that has really contributed um, to that increase in price over the last year. So you know, just looking forward from you know, where we started out, You can not only use BNB to pay your gas fees now on the Binance Smart Chain, um, you can use it to get trading fee discounts on Binance, um, but because of that increase in utility, you can now actually do things like uh, book flights and hotel rooms um, through the Binance app using Travala. You can stake your Binance coin on, on Binance Smart Chain to earn some very attractive yields, um, you can actually use it to enter some of our launch pools and launch pads on Binance.com to get priority access to some of the um, you know most exciting new projects as they launch. So I think the growth of utility, both uh, in terms of the Binance.com ecosystem and the Binance Smart Chain ecosystem, has been what's really fueled um, that. That price action that we've seen from BNB, and also helped it to be a bit more stable because you know um, a lot of that trading is based on speculation. But there's a lot that you can actually do with your BNB, and because of that, the price seems tends to be a little bit more sticky.
0: One of the reasons I wanted to speak to you this morning was because I get a lot of emails from MoneyWeb readers who want to get involved in some of the more interesting developments in the crypto space. So we've been reporting on things like NFTs, non-fungible tokens, and gaming coins, which has become a huge thing in the crypto space. Now, they can't do that through many of the, the, the local exchanges. So you would have to go through somebody like Binance. There are other exchanges you could use, like Kraken and Coinbase, which is that don't really have a representation in South Africa. But you'd have to have an account with a relatively large exchange. And it, maybe you could just explain some of the coins or themes that are attracting interest from your clients at the moment, and if these can be accessed, if you have a Binance account.
1: Look, I think the, the crypto space just moves so fast that um, you know the the number of new developments always astonishing, and. We've seen things like GameFi, the play-to-earn universe, um, and as you've rightly mentioned, NFTs just blow up in 2021. And Binance, you know, as we're the world's leading platform, we really are focused on giving users what it is they're interested in at the moment. So for those of you who are interested in NFTs, which I think, you know, by and large were the, the crypto story of the year in 2021, um, Binance actually has an NFT marketplace where you can use your normal Binance balances um, to go and buy NFTs, trade NFTs. Um, and these are across multiple chains. So it's not just Ethereum NFTs, it's BSC NFTs, Solana NFTs. Um, so if that's your thing, um, you know, you don't have to go through a separate platform. You don't have to set up like a decentralized web wallet. You can do everything through Binance on the NFT marketplace. And Gaming has also been a huge topic over the last year. And Binance not only gives you access to all of your sort of household brands when it comes to gaming, you know, things like Axie, Mana, um, and the rest of your gaming coins, Gala Games, for example, um, but you can also stake those co- co- coins on Binance Earn, earn a yield on them. Um, and I think what's most interesting is Binance Launchpad actually have what we call IGOs. So it's initial game offerings. And these are basically where you can use your BNB balances. So here's another utility use case and actually buy these tokens first as they launch into the market um, for brand new games. So whether you're interested in DeFi, uh, whether you're interested in gaming and play to earn, whether you're interested in NFTs, all you need is your normal Binance account, and you can access all of these things. Um, and just a caveat: I know it's uh, it may be a little bit much for some of the new users who uh, only might have a bit of Bitcoin in their wallet. But we also have something called Binance Academy. So if you're a bit shy to ask, you know exactly what is an NFT and how do I buy it. Um, these questions and more are all answered on the Binance Academy, which is 100% free.
0: Okay, and just in terms of the on-ramp for people who do want to buy some of these gaming coins, if, you, if you've got rands, can you do it or do you have to uh, put Bitcoin or Ethereum or some cryptocurrency into your account? How does that work? Just explain that.
1: We've got three predominant methods that we see our South African users um, utilize at the moment. Um, the first is, like you mentioned, right, you acquire some cryptocurrency on one of the other local exchanges, um, you know, USDT or USDC most commonly, and then you send it across to your Binance address. But there are two far simpler methods, like you said, for people who just have RANDs, they want to go straight into Binance. You can use Binance P2P to essentially just buy some USDT from one of our verified merchants, so if you go to Binance P2P and you look for the people that have a yellow tick next to their name, those are the people that Binance has vetted, verified, we've got security deposits from them. So you can essentially just buy some USDT on Binance P2P, which is the same as just depositing RANDs and getting USDT. And then from there, you can you know, go and access the whole ecosystem or you can actually do, for those of you who are more familiar with the SWIFT transfers, um, you can actually do a deposit of USD to Binance's foreign bank account. Um, and obviously that takes a little bit longer to clear and you'll get credited with stablecoin or BUSD in your Binance account. So you can either deposit crypto from another exchange, buy some USDT from a verified merchant on Binance P2P, And like I said, verified merchants, 100% safe. Um, Or you can deposit funds via a SWIFT deposit, which takes a little bit longer. Um, But again, you get credited with BUSD.
0: Right. And of course, just for people who are not familiar with it, USDT is a tether. It's a cryptocurrency, which is backed one-to-one by the US dollar. So you're effectively buying something that has the equivalent value of a dollar but it's in the crypto space, and you don't have to then switch back into fiat currency. You can remain in the crypto universe and spend that money on the Binance exchange. Is that right?
1: That is 100% correct, yes.
0: Okay, just uh, talk about the Binance Smart Chain for a minute, uh, BSC, uh, as it is more generally known. That was set up as a competitor to the likes of Ethereum, Cardano, Polkadot, and, and a few others. It's not a decentralized exchange. So we've heard a lot about decentralized platforms in the last year or two, and this is going to be the wave of the future. Now, Binance Smart Chain is actually a centralized platform. In other words, it's got a very limited number of nodes or computers that control this. Uh, But that's also been part of the attraction for a lot of people because I think the people that were battling with the decentralized exchanges have now adapted their applications for this Binance Smart Chain and doing quite well. And there's been a a big uptake. And that also, I think, is partly responsible for the, the push behind the price of the BNB coin. Why is the Binance Smart Chain getting such enthusiastic support?
1: So, uh, look. I, I think one of the uh, common misconceptions that people always have, and um, you know, my assumption is it probably has a lot to do with the name being Binance Smart Chain, uh, is the fact that Binance operates uh, th- this sort of uh, blockchain. Uh, Binance Smart Chain is actually a hundred percent community driven. Um, it's open source. Um, and all of those those um, nodes are decentralized and operated by independent parties. Uh, so BSC is actually a decentralized network that's completely run by um, the community, the developers, the validators um, within the Binance ecosystem. So one of those is Binance, yeah. Um, and I think one of the reasons that developers and users really love BSC is um, one, you know, we've built it to be really supportive of um, DAP performance, right? So I think anyone who's been in crypto knows about the great um, ETH gas fee debacle, right? No point using a DAP to buy $10 worth of a token when uh, it might cost you $100 in transaction fees. Um, And we've specifically built Binance Smart Trade to be high throughput. So basically it's really fast, it's really cheap. And obviously this is, Um, really beneficial to people who want to use it and obviously people who want to build on it as well. And in addition to that, you know, we realized also that it's not really conducive to an ecosystem to sort of just um, release some code and then let people build. You've got to provide people with um, a lot of resources and support. So we recently launched, for example, our $1 billion fund, Um, And the goal of that is to bring the next 1 billion people, um, you know, into blockchain and crypto, whether it be BSC, whether it be another competing chain. Um, And within that billion dollars, we give things like education support, things like um, liquidity incentives uh, for people providing liquidity to new markets. So I think it's the combination of the fact that The BSC ecosystem is really conducive to building and using dApps. And two, there's a very supportive ecosystem around all the projects, whether they be new, legacy, um, you know, multi chain. So I I think it's the community, the support, and definitely the performance of the blockchain um, that's led to all of this interest and adoption on BSC.
0: Right. Let's talk about some of the crypto themes and trends to watch for in 2022. We've already spoken about gaming coins as potentially being one of the big uh, areas of action over the coming year. But what, where do you see it? And, and also, I guess you would have some analytics from your exchange. You know, you, you know what people are buying. Is it NFTs? Is it gaming? Is it straightforward? You know, you the usual Bitcoin and Ethereum. Where's the activity?
1: So. When it comes to Binance, um, sort of user activity, we've seen tremendous growth and in interest, um, across pretty much every single segment, which, like you say, is, is quite surprising. Um, so for example, last year we, we reached about 470,000 people across Africa, um, you know, educating them about different things about NFTs, DeFi trading. Um, and then, like I mentioned, for a lot of Africans, um, P2P is that entry point because of the reason we just described, how you sort of get your funds in and out of Binance. Um, And across Africa, we've seen an increase of P2P users of about 3,400% and about a 1,500% increase in volume. So that very much could be likened to new people getting into Bitcoin, and that's obviously your first step or getting into crypto. Um, And then in terms of trading activity, so, you know, people, you know, trading in Bitcoin, trading in Shiba, trading in all these play-to-earn coins, uh, we've seen an increase of about almost 500% in terms of traders and almost 600% in terms of volume uh, across Africa in 2021. So if that's anything to go by uh, and we manage to just get a fraction of these growth rates in 2022, uh, I think crypto is definitely going to become a serious and stable part um, of Africa's sort of everyday activity.
0: Right. When you talk about traders, are you talking about people who are actually buying and selling uh, cryptos as they used to do with Forex or are these people more buy and hold type traders?
1: So, interestingly enough, it's a lot of people who are trading um, cryptocurrencies for other cryptocurrencies. So, you know, people trading ETH for Doge or USDT for Shiba, for example, um, which is a lot more similar to um, that active trading type of activity that you mentioned. So, you know, potentially uh, people are looking to crypto as an additional source of income. Um, but like I said, we've seen pretty much 5x and 6x increases in volume and activity from those crypto trading users.
0: And of course, one of the other things you mentioned a while back was uh, staking. Uh, that's where you can actually, you can lock up your crypto and you can earn interest on that. Um, is there a lot of that happening? You know, we've seen a lot of competition between the different exchanges, for example, on Bitcoin, I think the, the staking rates for Bitcoin are dropping to, you know, sort of 3 4% seems to be the market rate. But there's some of these other coins uh, that that have quite extraordinary uh, staking rates. Can you talk about that?
1: Absolutely. So, um, interestingly enough, I was taking a look at this, I think, the other day. Um, of course, you know, I'm a Binance user myself. And, you know, every, a lot of people's favorite uh, play-to-earn coin, Axie Infinity. Um, we actually offer well at the point when i checked i think it's 110 percent apy um, on your Axie infinity balances so as you've mentioned it's a lot of these popular coins as well and in a lot of these popular sectors where um you know binance has some very very attractive interest rates that you can earn with zero additional risk so as opposed to just having it sit in your wallet, you literally just click a button and put it in another product. And now you can earn yield on all of those balances. So even if you're a bit more of a passive user, I think um, Binance is even better for you then. Um, and then in addition to these low-risk products, um, there's been a huge explosion in DeFi. But I think one of the the issues with that is the user experience. So people are not really that familiar with downloading MetaMask, um, you know, adding it to your Chrome browser, adding additional blockchain networks. And because of that, Binance has also given users access to what we call our DeFi staking products. Essentially, Binance has built an easy to use bridge into some of these protocols. So obviously, because they aren't our products, they're a little bit more risky. Um, But I think you'll, you'll see that those risks are definitely reflected in some of those returns. So wherever you sit in the process, I think we've made it quite easy to access everything of interest, even outside our own ecosystem um and we've seen a lot of interest in this particularly from people staking stable coins so um you you've explained really well what stable coins are but you know we can only assume maybe it's because of currency devaluations uh, whatever it may be but there's been a lot of interest and activity in holding stable coin and staking stable coin.
0: Um, particularly over 2021. I mean, offering 110% on Axie Infinity. And for anybody who wants to look at that, it, it goes under the ticker AXS. It's a gaming coin. Um, a lot of people will sort of roll their eyes and say, well, that's ridiculous. You know, you, you're going to double your money if you hold this coin and you stake it at Binance. Uh, just maybe explain that there, there are some risks, of course, of this. And this is a rate which is um, as more and more people stake and it becomes more competitive. I would imagine that rate will come down.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's very much dependent on, like you said, uh, what we, we or metric we call in TVL. Um, so total value locked. And as you see, a lot more value being locked into that, um, you know, simple demand supply mechanics. That rate will come down. So those rates are variable; they do fluctuate. Um, but the way they're worked out is completely explained on on the product set. So uh, you'll you'll obviously see for a lot of those lower risk products I was talking about, um, the rates are relatively lower. And then in those higher risk DeFi products, you've got some very, very attractive rates, but there are also additional risks that come with that as well. But like I said, we always make sure that the user is very, very aware of that uh, before they enter those products. So for those of you who get annoyed by um, those, you know, three or four tick boxes and, uh, you know, T's and C's you have to read, we're sorry about that. But we just want to make sure that users are very aware of the differences and the risks involved in the different products.
0: Okay, you did speak about the rate of sign-up in, in Africa at Binance over the last year. Um, what has it been like worldwide? Are, are we now starting to see a, a little bit of a slower uptake uh, because the market hasn't been quite as frothy as it was a year ago?
1: Look, I, I, think, I think it's it's definitely clear that um, explosions in activity uh, definitely correlate with, with you know positive price action. Um, we see this across all the sort of metrics, everything from Google search volume to new user signups. Um, you know, when Bitcoin does well, a lot of people are interested in entering the market. But overall, we've actually seen the rate of growth increase across every single region um, in 2021. So basically, that level of adoption just keeps growing. So we haven't seen it begin to slow yet. Um, and from my opinion i don't think we will um, in 2022 especially with so much more clarity um coming into the market in terms of you know regulators and rules um and the number of institutions who became involved in 2021 so look i i look the first country um el salvador adopting bitcoin as legal tender uh, so we have not seen the adoption slow down obviously not in Africa from the stats I've mentioned, um, and not globally either. And I don't think we will this year either.
0: All right, I mean, uh, Binance has withdrawn from certain markets. So it used to offer Forex pairs in a lot of countries, and that seems to be a, a problem with some regulatory jurisdictions around the world. So there seems to be a, a scaling back of that, but at the same time, ramping up on the on the pure crypto side, How many coins roughly are listed on Binance at the moment?
1: So I think it is very close to a thousand different coins at the moment. So I just want to add there that although that sounds like a lot, um, less than three percent of um, projects that apply to Binance actually get listed. So there is a very very rigorous um, quality requirement for coins that get listed on Binance. So anything that you do see on Binance, um, you can rest assured that it's pretty good quality. But like I said, with, with you know, over a 1000 coins, and then um, if you look at the number of cross pairs we have, um, you know, there are a lot of choice for you on Binance in terms of whatever your favorite cryptocurrency is, the chances are it's listed on Binance.
0: Right. So for people, again, who are not familiar, when you talk about a cross pair, that would be uh, Bitcoin being quoted in Ethereum and uh, Cardano being quoted in Bitcoin. Um, So it's a a very busy universe on Binance.
1: Correct. Correct. I mean, in terms of all the products we mentioned we've also got all the different coins we mentioned uh, but that's why I say for for people who are new and a little bit overwhelmed check out the binance academy and it breaks down every step and every product very very
0: nicely I think an interesting question that's uh, that's kind of uh, been on my mind for a while is how binance grew to be the biggest exchange in the world because I remember when it when it first launched um, and, and I became aware uh, of it and I did open an account with binance but uh, what was unusual about it at that time? You couldn't fund your account with fiat; you had to transfer some Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency there. And, and yet, yet it grew. And I assume that it was because it had the, the the Chinese population behind it. But maybe just explain what what was the reason for that? How did it become the biggest in the world?
1: Look, I, I think um, as you mentioned, you know, we were only founded in twenty seventeen, and it took us a matter of months, uh, nine months, I stand to be corrected, I think, um, to become the world's biggest exchange by trading volume. Um, So ever since then, I think Binance's core focus on users um, and providing users the products that they want has just led to the sort of organic growth. So if you look across the world um, at some of the Um, You know, what we deemed as our competitors, some of the aggressive marketing and stuff that they do, you'll notice that Binance is far less overt in that sense. But because we focused on our product, because we focused on our users and what they want, um, we've always been number one in their minds. And I think that's led to our monumental growth. I mean, so just to give you an example, you know, the Binance didn't immediately jump onto NFTs, but when it became clear that There was a lot of user adoption from NFTs. There was a lot of popularity, a lot of demand from our users. Um, You know, I think it was in a matter of weeks, um, we'd managed to launch one of the leading NFT marketplaces in the world. So by being very nimble, by being very focused on our users, uh, we've managed to organically stay at the top of their mind. And I think that's been the cornerstone of our growth.
0: All right, what kind of new developments can we expect from Binance in the coming year? You you mentioned at the beginning that there's a lot in the pipeline. What can you talk about?
1: Look, I think it's really exciting, but it's it's really global. So uh, in terms of Africa, let me start out with Africa. So our focus for Africa, um, especially for Binance in 2022, will generally be around driving mainstream adoption of crypto. So that's not purely just, you know, punting the the dot-com product. Um, but also investing in the ecosystem, uh, investing in infrastructure, investing in education, um, interfacing with regulators, regulatory bodies, um, and this will allow us to just create a more mature and healthy um, general ecosystem and industry in Africa. So this includes everything from you know more hackathons, really driving education about blockchain, uh, about finance, smart chain. Uh, driving adoption, helping people to build applications that solve African problems on Binance Smart Chain. So I think we'll be taking the next step this year. Last year was very focused on user adoption, education. And then in terms of some of our global um, goals across the organization, so we would like uh, crypto adoption to, uh, or we'd like to help facilitate a 20% global adoption rate in crypto in 2022. So, you know, as of the end of last year, the global adoption was nearing 5%, um, so about 400% growth, and we'd like to be the main contributor to that. And, um, you know, I don't think it's any surprise. We've seen uh, across the world, Binance has been very much engaged in a global licensing drive. So this year will really be about um, the industry getting formalized, as well as um, you know, us formalizing our our entities and our headquarters, etc., across the world.
0: Uh what is a hackathon?
1: Oh, sorry. So a hackathon is really you know where Binance puts resources, um, effort and um prizes behind um An event where we literally invite anybody who thinks they can solve pertinent African problems, you know, things like remittance, things like digital identity, um, things like formal credentialing, um, and we literally give them a grant to create a solution using blockchain. Um, and the most sort of compelling and successful ones that come out of that, um, they then have an opportunity to get early stage venture capital funding so they can actually take that solution to market and see if you know they can actually change the continent.
0: Right, so you, you're working with jurisdictions and authorities around Africa to assist them in developing crypto regulations, if I understand you correctly.
1: Uh, actually globally, globally at the moment
0: and i mean of course we we were also expecting regulations in south africa to be released or made available for comment within the next few months uh, it was expected last year but it's a, it's a complicated area because there are so many overlaps with other legislation you have to make sure that uh, you don't fall foul of these laws and and even the constitution so if you are, you know looking forward to this year, is this something that you that you welcome? You think it's it's way past time that we had regulation? Will this benefit your business? Do you think?
1: Absolutely, I think you you just took the words out of my mouth. So we welcome, we really welcome um, that formalisation, and we think it's very important for user protection, especially. So we you know aim to be compliant in every single jurisdiction that we operate, and so the second that um, that regulation is introduced. Um, You know, we're already in the process of engaging with the regulators, et cetera. We'll definitely be looking to not only engage with them to improve that, but obviously be compliant with that as well.
0: Well, okay, Brenton, what a story uh, for Binance, you know, from 2017 to now. What is the market capitalization, by the way?
1: Of Binance.
0: I've got it. It's 80 billion. $80 billion. So that's an 80 billion dollar business that has been built up in uh, a little over four years. It's quite an extraordinary story.
1: No, it's exceptional. I mean, I, um, if memory serves me correct, um, our founder was actually on Bloomberg the other day. And uh, I, I don't know where they pulled this figure from, but it's alleged that his net worth is now in the region of 96 billion dollars.
0: I saw that too. Yes. They, they said a hundred billion. He's worth a hundred okay, billion.
1: Okay. So, uh, you know, I think uh, if that's the case, finance may be even more valuable, um, but I think his Bloomberg interview is a great um, example of the culture that has sort of propagated through Binance. We tend to focus a lot less on those sort of things, a lot more on making our users happy. Um, but... Like you said, I mean, that is an unprecedented success story in terms of business for a company that was founded um, in 2017.
0: And no doubt this is just the start of something. So uh, we certainly look forward to staying in touch with you, Brendan, through the year and, and keep us informed, please, of any new developments.
1: Absolutely. Kieran, you know that uh, you and the MoneyWeb Crypto audience will definitely be the first to hear when we do have any exciting and breaking news to share.
0: Great stuff. Brenton, Micah, we're going to leave it there. Brenton is the Africa lead for Binance. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.